dropped her too. Tonight's Christmas Eve meditation comes from the Gospel of John, the first chapter. Hear the Word of the Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And that light was the, that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. Glory as the only Son of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Would you pray with me? Lord, now in these few moments as we meditate upon Your Word, the words of life, You the Word who is life, enlighten our hearts, O God, and our our ears to be open, our eyes to see that the light of the world would invade us, that the light of the world would illuminate to us and from us, And as Rachel just sang, O God, and we've meditated throughout this whole Advent season that You would be born in us. And that those things of love and joy and peace and hope would come out of us, O God, in Your name to give testimony to this world that is confused and dark. And that we might live up to the mandate of being the light of the world and a light to the world. Oh God, forgive my sins and give me strength to preach the Gospel. May we see Jesus. Amen. After some 20 years of doing Christmas Eve services, it's um, always a a little bit of a challenge to come up with a nuance or something to keep your attention and not just go through the motions again of another Christmas Eve service and the rush and the harriedness to get home and to have the ham and the turkey and to open the, the gifts and and to realize the import and the magnitude of what has occurred not only on the earth, but to us. As we hear the prophets cry out over and over, for to us a child has been given. To us a son has been born. And we sometimes don't let that really sink in. That there has been a tremendous invasion outside of humanity that came into humanity as a gift. And it would behoove us, it would be good wisdom on our part on this night every year to not take this night for granted and not be in a hurry 
Because this is the night that we have two huge questions that are truly answered. The first one is this. If to us a child has been given, who is this child? And if he has been born, then why has he come? Who is he? And why has he come? And of course, we've read these scriptures all through this service. We've sung the songs. We'll sing Christmas carols here in just a few minutes that will all point to a broad and general category that we realize we remember a baby that was born the Son of God. He came to the world to bring peace to the world, good tidings to men, and a turkey leg. But John says something much more significant than that has occurred. In the beginning was the Word. And it harkens us back to the, the first verse of Genesis. In the beginning, God created. And how did God create except through His spoken Word? And so we look at this and we begin to understand what John is right off the bat trying to communicate to us. is this, that in the beginning was the first expression, the eternal expression of the eternal God, that His action is Jesus. And that Jesus is truly, fully God. And if you understand the Greek here, and you could read the Greek, you would understand in the original language in which this was written, John is communicating something very clearly. That there are two persons in this relationship of being God. That there is God the Father and yet this Word, God, and they are together in relationship as individuals. Bound by the third individual, the Holy Spirit. And now we start to get a hint of the import That in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He came. That this night is that God came. It is exactly God, the Eternal One, who has come into our world, into our existence, into our experience, into your life and into mine, who even right now, if you're a skeptic, even right now, if you're shut down, even right now, if your heart is cold, He's here to invade your life. To beckon you. To call out to you. So that you may understand, not only is it the Eternal One that's come, but it's the One who illuminates all things. John goes on to say that He was the light. And there's nothing that's made without Him. That He's the agency of everything that is made. And because of that, He's the light to everything that has been created. And therefore, He's the light that comes into the darkness of our own lives. 
He's the light that shines into the dark places of our own hearts. He's the light that comes into the darkness of loneliness. He's the light that comes in to shed brightness into confusion. He's the light that has come into the world to show you and I the way to go. He is the light that lives within us. I love Jeff's illustration. Both sides of that, both the light that is in us, because if we just begin to understand just simple electricity, we understand there's something within us that is unseen, that's untouchable. And yet manifest itself in the most unique ways. And in the way of light. It's the eternal one that has come, that he may illuminate to us. And he is the one who accepts us and receives us. It's a sad story. It's a story of children rejecting their parents who came to them. In the time of year that we gather together as family, in the time of year that we, we love the idea of unity, we, we, we almost worship the whole event of gathering more so than the reason for the gathering. If you could just imagine a child saying to a parent at the door on Christmas morning, you're not welcome here. You're not welcome in me. You're responsible for me being here. You created me. But I want nothing to do with you. And this was the experience that the world gave to this baby. If you ever wondered why it's so unique about Christ, it's the most unique thing about His coming. Why would the world be so upset about a baby coming to earth? Why would King Herod do great violence? And I won't go into the details tonight, but you can read it in Matthew, in the Gospel of Matthew. Why would he go to such great violence to extinguish the life of this baby? Why would the world be turned upside down and calendars be marked upon the birth of this baby? Why are wars fought because of this baby? Why are people so angry about those who follow this baby? Except the continuation of the world rejecting the one who came. We see the evidence of the same historical situation at the birth of the baby in today's culture, don't we? That the earth despises in many ways everything that Jesus represents. And our, our, His people, our family of God, we sometimes shake and we quake at the world and we, we seek to dilute what happened on this night to make it universal peace or universal acceptance. 
And yet this night is God's finger in the sand, so to speak, that says, it's only upon me coming to earth that illuminates the light and makes you His. And the world has the opportunity to shut down the heart and say, Father, no thank you. Go away. But to those who receive Him, He gives the rights to be called the children of God. And so we begin to understand as the children of God what really occurred was this. That the Maker of the universe, the Eternal One, came. And He came not just to live among us, but to die for us. To die our death. To receive our punishment. To be rejected as we have rejected God. So that we might be accepted as the sons and the daughters of the living God. That's who He is. But why did He come? Well, John's very clear. He came to save us. Save us from whom and from what? To save us from the chaos of this world. To save us from the anger of this world. To save us from the delusions of this world. To save us from the death of this world. And so that when life is hard for us and the flesh peels away and dies, we understand that the light of the world still shines. That we wither like grass, as prophet would say. But the Word, the Logos, the Christ Himself reigns forever. And all those who are in Christ reign with Him as sons and daughters. He came to bring us salvation. You remember John 3.16, Most of us, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son that whoever should believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And it goes on though that God sent His Son into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. The reason He came is to save us and those who have been saved. We understand He came to dwell within us. And so that we truly have Him born out of us. That He is born in us. As we are born again, He is born in us that we might exude the love, the joy, the peace, the hope that God has come, that God is alive within us and on upon His throne, and that God reigns over everything, and that God, as He promised to come before, will come again as He has promised. 
to establish His throne upon the earth where those who belong to Him will reign with Him forever and ever. And in the meantime, in the in-between time, we remind ourselves of this every Christmas that we are to have Him born in us so that the world might see. See what? That there is a God of incredible grace that has forgiven me of my rejection of Him and received me as His very own and has wiped my slate clean that I can stand before this holy, holy, holy God in the righteousness of His Son forever and ever. If we could get that one truth, and there are many truths that come out of this, but if we could just get that one truth, that one single truth, life would be transformed. Think of a husband and a wife who know this one truth. That they've been forgiven of their most hideous selfishness within their own heart. They have been forgiven of that. How could they not go to their spouse, who they may be estranged from, and say, as I've been forgiven, I forgive you. As I have been loved, I love you. What would our homes be like? Those dark places in our heart. What if the light came into that dark place? That place that we hide. That hurt that we hide behind closed doors. What would life be like if the light came and shined on it and we realized it's been taken care of? And now I can live exposed to say, I've been forgiven. I've been healed. I love you. We have hope. There's peace between us. How would the church, oh, how would the church be different if we just treated one another that way? If we could just quit saying everything that's wrong with each other and start seeing what's right in each other is Christ. How would the world be different if it saw 200 people solely committed to that one truth? That God has come. He has shown His light upon us. And now His light shines out of us and through us. In spite of all the crud and things of life that would seek to darken the light. He has overcome it. How would the world be different if we had that one truth. So maybe this Christmas, I hope, in this meditation, we can remember that one thing. Let's pray.